Today I have Dr. Aaron Choppa here in studio. If you haven't done this yet, go ahead and go to your podcast platform, wherever you listen to podcasts, search Just Live Well. Make sure you sub- you subscribe because you can go back and listen to every single Living Well with Dr. Aaron Choppa that's been on KGA Radio right there. It's all for free, very easy to access. I appreciate you taking the time to tune in. We're going to have some fun today. I'm going to kick this on the FM. Here we go. Good morning, this is KGA Radio, 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. My name is Gardy. I have Dr. Aaron Choppa with Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center located in beautiful League City, Texas, right off 518 near Highway 3. Dr. Choppa, we were talking a little bit about uh, about League City and and uh, some of the traffic and all the construction. They're building Amazon over at Tuscan Lakes in 96. Um, that's going to be an interesting thing depending on where you live. Maybe you'll get your, your Q-tips, same-day delivery. Your, your guitar know, strings, right? whatever you I need, mean, right? Whatever you need. It's just going to be right there. It's like a uh, a weird version of a, of a Walmart box store, but this time uh, the box store comes to your house, and it's going to be like right there, and I think that it's just amazing to uh, see development happening. I mean, one cool thing that you know we are seeing movement. Growth is always a good sign that uh, we're still in a flourishing, prosperous uh, time, and but it also, you know, with that growth, there's uh, new challenges and new stresses and new uh, things that we have to all hurdle and work around. And, and you know, I think that it's it's really fascinating just to see that. So that's definitely new information that's going to definitely change, you know, my little hometown over there. Yeah, that's that's life, though. There's always things that are thrown at you, and I guess it d- depends how you d- digest that information. And does it cause stress? Does it uh, relieve stress? It well, I was talking to a lady yesterday at the office, and— it was fascinating because she goes, I'm just I'm just wired to be a high-stress person. She goes, maybe some of it's upbringing, but, I mean, I'm just wired to be very forward and very um, high-strung. And, you know, I look at people, and I observe enough folks what, and see how they handle stresses. And there's things that I – I mean, I'm, I love my practice because – it teaches me how I want to be as a, you know, to be a better parent, to be a better uh, steward of my finances, how to be a better steward of my emotions. And um, not that, you know, I'm good or great in any of those areas, but I always am working towards bettering my, uh, bettering my, you know, those areas, right? So, and, you know, we were talking this weekend at a seminar we were teaching and, you know, we the only com- competition in life really is the person that you were yesterday. Can you be better than that person today than you were than that person yesterday? And you know, we teach health and wellness in our practice. We give people alternatives to drugs and surgery. We believe in the vision that the body wants to heal itself, but you can't expect the body to do a job if it doesn't have the resources that it needs. So we also have to recognize that the body is constantly dealing with change and and adaptation is an important skill set. So like one of the famous uh, quotes that we love from the great historical uh, late Jim Rohn is he goes, you know, don't wish for more, you know, uh, less problems, wish for more skills because we just need new skills and in order to navigate the adaptability of what's coming that we cannot see. And, and our health is one of those things. Like, what are you investing in whenever you choose to walk past the donut? What are you investing in whenever you choose to eat a salad the size of your head? What are you investing in when you do a 21-day detox? July is coming. We're about to rock the detox. Um, we do 42 days a year of detoxification through Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center. We believe that if you do not detox well, if you do not detox often, you're missing a huge piece of your healthcare plan. And so we want to make sure that people have these lifestyle practices that they can invest in to make themselves better today than they were yesterday. Whenever you bring it up as an investment, I, the first thing I think of is money, but you're not investing you know, in your portfolio. You're investing for retirement, whether that's 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now and your retirement whenever you have money in the bank mm-hmm. is completely and utterly useless if you spend it all on medical bills because you can't 
get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, oh, yeah. how 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 tragic. And then you have your health bank, which you've talked about before as well. So it's like, okay, this donut, I can feel the satisfaction now, or I can look the way I want to, feel the way I want to. You know, two weeks, a year from now, or keep knocking away at, at the damage that's been done that's my whole right. life. You and yeah. you can't, yeah, you can't eat how you want and look how you want. That's, I mean, I want to look like you. We, there's, I got to eat like you. Yeah, there's always one. I mean, there's always a person that seemingly gets away with it. But I don't know yeah. that people ever really outrun a bad diet. And something that came to me yesterday in practice is, it was kind of a humbling thought to me, you know, uh, because this this idea of great teachers. You know who is your who are you getting your you know spiritual uh, vitamins from? Who are you getting your mentorship vitamins from? Your business you know tact from? And um, you you know it hit me yesterday that the kitchen is one of your greatest teachers, but it but it dawned on me I could I can pay somebody to get in that kitchen and work on my behalf and I don't technically master food in um in a way that I understand food you know it's possible um I mean you can but it, it, there's a way to kind of navigate around the teacher in that respect cuz you can pay somebody but um the self disciplines is another teacher, like the daily disciplines. I saw this thing pop up on my feed yesterday and one of my social media platforms, and it said that, you know, uh, I think it was like eight one minute disciplines that will keep your house from being cluttered. And I was like, oh, like who wouldn't click on that button? I mean, I want eight simple one minute <laughs> yeah. tasks that will keep my house from getting cluttered. But one thing that I did find true yesterday is that like if you're going to train if you're going to work out if you're going to exercise like the the gym or your exercise sparring realm because i know that you're big into mat work and jujitsu and whatnot you can't pay somebody to do that activity for you like you have to go and condition yourself and train yourself and beat on yourself and and work the the body into those weird positions uh, or or those static positions or those passive, whatever, in order to stress them in a way that coaches you or teaches you um, how to navigate forward. So, you know, we have many great teachers in life, and um, and really all that kind of pushes me to kind of talk to this idea of um, one of the worst teachers that you could have. I guess it could be, be a good teacher, Um and I think that we've all faced this teacher at some point in time in our life. And, you know, we are a product of um, our environment. We are a product of the books that we read. We're a product of the CDs that and the movies that we watch. We're a product of the five friends that we hang around most. And, and when, you you, when you accumulate all those things together, um, you're also the average net worth of those you know areas, and not to you know beat Jim uh, Rome's quotes down today, but why not? He's an amazing dude. Had some amazing uh, platitudes, amazing amazing principles to live by, and you know he always would say, "You don't want to develop rickets of the mind." Rickets, by the way, is like a fragility, a brittle bone disease, but you don't want brittleness in the brain. You know what I mean? Nobody wants that. Who? Everybody wants to feel good. And, and, and their brain to work at an astronomically performing, creative level all day, every day, right? And, um, and we have to appreciate that you don't want to develop rickets of the mind, so you better be putting nutrition into the brain. You better be putting good, healthy, positive words into the brain. You better be putting g good, healthy influences on the brain. And we've got to avoid this one teacher. And this one teacher we've all had to deal with in some respect in our lives. With this one teacher, we definitely all are still, I'm still seeing patients face this teacher day in and day out. And this teacher is a bully. This teacher is not your friend. My English teacher? My high school English maybe, teacher? Maybe, maybe. Okay. I'm thinking about mine too, actually. Uh, <laughs> she, she really frustrated me because she wouldn't, 
she guaranteed that nobody in her class would get an A, and uh, that was really aggravating. Um, but whatever, we'll move on from that one. We'll forgive her. So who's the teacher? Well, uh, so this teacher um, is the teacher of fear, the fear teacher. False evidence appearing real. If you break down that into an acronym, false evidence appearing real. Uh, there's still so many people walking around today that are gripped, Guardy, by fear. Don't y'all see it here at the church? Yeah, you'll see it. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and a lot of these people can have really strong spiritual beliefs, but man, you get them one-on-one -on -one or you get to know them a little bit closer, you start realizing that the thing that drives them is fear. And, and, and this fear uh, will rob you of vitality. Vitality, by definition, is the energy and the output that you're able to put into the day. It'll, fear will rob you of longevity. Uh, it will rob you of your ability to adapt to situations because you're, you're always concerned about stepping into a pothole. You should be aware of the possibilities of potholes because, as you said earlier, change is happening all around us, is it not? Oh, yeah. But we shouldn't let change be a, dr a stimulus trigger to the fear button in us. And we have to constantly feed our faith button more than we feed the fear button, don't we? And, and, and so how do we do that, right? Um, because it's really s disheartening. It's very um, frustrating to see how strong fear grips people especially post covid i mean we are we still watching patients you know wrestle with what to do with covid is it safe? i know the everybody says the i don't i don't have to wear my mask no more but is it safe you know you still see people wearing them and uh, you know well these people this side of the fence they they got vaccinated did they, did they choose the vaccine because of fear did they choose the, uh, uh, not to be vaccinated because of fear? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It, se it seems like fear is driving and not faith. And what I would like to propose is that we remember that the creator of all the universe is not shocked that fear is lurking in the shadows and that fear is just a name that has to bow to Jesus Christ. Isn't that good? That is great. And, and, and it's just a name. And we have to bind. The Bible says that what we bind here on earth, that God Almighty will bind in the heavens. And we have to recognize that fear, when it comes upon you, that you've got to face it because it's, it's not something we run from. It's something that you face and you say, no, 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 that doesn't line up with my faith button, right? And so if you need to you know, come to grips with your faith button, well, number one, Christ is the best teacher, right? The Holy Spirit is the comforter, the peace giver that allows us to navigate and become more adaptable whenever we're faced with fear. And the fear of loss, the fear of financial despair, the fear of health, uh, bad health, the fear of whatever, that stops you from just taking one small step forward or taking a big risk to go the distance is also sabotaging your the the joy that comes through walking by faith. Walking by faith is what is it? We walk by by faith and not by sight. That's right. If God laid it all out, I was talking to a buddy yesterday. He, he's in his uh, he, he's actually one day older than I am. He's my longest. Uh, friend that I've ever had, and we never, ever, ever went to high school together. We never went to junior high together. We never went to elementary together. We only went to a pre-kindergarten program together. Did y'all bond over being so close a day apart? Well, or did you not realize that till later? We, we, he. It was very interesting. He actually um, always, no matter what. And I don't know if his mom made him do it or what, but he always called me on my birthday. Now, remember, his day's on the 24th of October. Mine's the 25th of October. So I would forget about his birthday. <laughs> Sorry, Judd. You know, <laughs> love you, dude. Um, but he would always call me. And it wasn't until chiropractic college. I was in chiropractic school 
And I was driving down uh, Westlake Houston Parkway, heading to my house in Humble. And I, I just, he just came on my heart, and I was just like, Lord, like I don't know, I don't have his phone number. I just wanted to tell him thank you for always calling me on my birthday. And it was like ten months out. And I literally just felt the Lord just kind of say, hey, um, you know, uh, don't worry. He'll call you on your birthday. He always does. And I'm like, yeah, but that's 10 months from now. I want to tell him today. He goes, well, <laughs> that's your fault. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> sorry. I was a crappy friend. And uh, But sure enough, I literally I looked forward to October 25th more that year than ever because I was looking forward to his phone call. And, uh, you know, he was a, 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 a good friend, and he called, and we— reunited and really bonded you know and when I was going through the chiropractic realm and and uh, but anyway to bring him into the story we he's having a baby and uh, he's excited and, and I'm excited and um, and and it's it's really cool to just see because he's my age and he's, they're having their first kid and I've always picked on him because they haven't had a kid yet and um, I'm like dude you're gonna be old whenever you like <laughs> yeah you're gonna be like 61 dude whenever your baby's 20 and um, but he, I, we were talking yesterday about, you know, I said, you know, he was at, has life and all this. And I was like, dude, you know, I, I win some and I lose some. Like some days, uh, every day is a good day, but some days are better than others. And he goes, well, we wouldn't want it any other way because if we win all the time, it wouldn't be fun. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, sometimes right? I think it would be fun, Judd. And, uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, if God let us win all the time, we wouldn't appreciate faith, right, to bring it back. We, we wouldn't appreciate Walking by faith and in, 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 in speaking those things into existence that are not yet, you know, that are to come. I was walking the dogs this morning and I realized that the Lord is answering goals, stupid little goals. I mean, he cares about the simplest of things, Guardy. Like, and, and okay, guys, you know, full transparency, you know, I'm as vain as anybody else. I have wanted a six-pack ab, uh, uh, you know, for my entire life and never been able to get it. And I always was, I, and I even set myself a goal. By the time I was 45, I'd have, you know, a six-pack. And because I was like, I, I got, I had to keep pushing the number out because I hadn't got it yet. Right, you know? right, right. And um, and I tried this and tried that and it never worked. And finally, a guy told me, I can get you a six-pack ab set in three months. You know, but that wasn't until April of last year. And I'm like, cautiously optimistic, right? Okay, fine. I'll I'll bite. What do you got? You know, I'll, I, it's on my to do list. I kind of have kind of gave it up. You know, but chalked it up on the old uh, probably never gonna really happen board. And um, and sure enough, inside of three to four months, I had six pack abs, and I was like, sweet. He was right. It works. It worked. Yeah. Right. And and he taught me how to train and he taught me how to eat and he taught me some really powerful things that I mean, I just I I appreciate more food. I appreciate food now more than ever because I recognize all the more. <laughs> I've been preaching it my entire career, Guard. You don't understand. From the day I started, <laughs> all life starts and stops at the cellular level. And nutrition is the fundamental backbone that drives it into the direction we want it to go or for it to spiral off into the slippery slope of symptom land. Nobody wants to go there. And, and, and so that was a goal that I put it in the docket. I was walking the dogs this morning and I, I realized that, oh, I also had on my goal list that I wanted to be able to do the splits. Well, I'm following this, this, this uh, program right now online that he's talking about doing you know 10,000 split squats. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I'm, like, so excited on leg day because I want to do split squats because split squats might actually help me become strong in long muscle development, which is a, not an area where people are strong at, you know. And that's why we don't ha we're not good in flexibility. And so if you don't keep setting your faith in a direction that challenges you physically— that challenges you mentally, that challenges you biochemically, you may miss adventure. You may miss reward of accomplishment. And I'll be honest, guys, I'm like all of you. I have given up on a lot of those little goals. But I also know that the goals that I have written down, those, those uh, splits are on that list. I haven't hit that yet. 
But I was just thinking this morning, what if, what if in a year I'm doing the splits? Like in a really, not just splitting, like, like strong split, right? Both sides. Um, what if, you know, I'm able to maintain, you know, the, the lean body and, and make this chemistry function the way that God created it to function like a machine, right? These are my goals. I mean, we need, everybody, every one of us needs to set a goal in your faith, your family, your finances, your fitness level, your food, your nutrition. Like we need goals in all these areas, in business. And, and, and I think when we take the time to, to plan out, to, to my wife sent me something great out of Habakkuk about the Bible talking about vision. And, and we write it down plain on tablets. And it, she actually sent it to me while we were at church on Sunday here at Abundant Life. And, and so um, with my mom, and, and she sent it to me. And, go, and I don't, he didn't talk about that, but that's what the Spirit gave her that morning. And I was like, yeah, it's a great reminder that when we write down our goals, it feeds our faith. And then when we put our goals in God's economy and we trust that he won't forget— I mean, whew, I think that just really just stirs my spirit to know that the Lord doesn't forget those little things that you've always wanted, dreamed of, and hoped for, even though you did. Sometimes you'll be recalled. You'll have that, that memory and be like, I did always want to do that. You know, thank you, Lord, for being faithful. You know, you promised me that whenever I was a teenager. You said this was going to come to pass, and then you almost forget and then you see it happen. You walk into that that part of your life, and it is, it's just uh, refreshing. It's just feeling like blessed and a blessing. A yes. Cu- a couple things. Yes. I think that at some point, if you're comfortable with it, we should do progress video here in studio of your split squat. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the split squat. So that way we can keep you accountable as well. And so there's progress video. So okay, this is where he is next month. Next month. I'm down. I mean, I mean. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, like it, like it just hit me, you know, like, it, and and it's all those things that help all of us aspire, you know, to be. I, <laughs> I have no idea, but apparently, over the last year, you know, my kids have all just seen a change in me, and and like I found my my golf game, you know, like the gym is my golf game. Like uh, I'm not any good at golf, just to be clear. Um, as a matter of fact, I gave up golf several years ago. Won't tell you that story. <laughs> It's a little embarrassing and a little humbling and a little bit whatever. Yeah. But my new golf, my new golf game is the gym. When I go play golf, I uh, I sit in the golf cart and I drive my son around and watch him play golf. That brings me a, a lot of joy. Um, I per, if I never swung a club again, I'd probably be okay with it. You know, like yes. I just I, I just suck at it, right? I mean, that's just not something I want to spend the time to get good at at this juncture of time. Maybe one day. But I mean, um, but it is interesting. When we find those little passions, um, you have to wonder, and I and I believe this with all my heart because I have it written down. Two thousand one, I have it written in front of my special journal um, that I only put what I try to deem as special, like because I have many journals, but I have a journal that I still haven't completed from two thousand one because I only put special things in there, and um, and the thing that I wrote in there is that passion is something only God gives. But only you can develop. It goes back to the choices that we make in life, the way we manage and handle those stresses, the fear buttons that try to spark us to go down the wrong road. Those are, uh, those have to be allowed teachers into our realm, but we have to learn to listen to the voice that the Lord you know, puts before us through mentors, through audios, hopefully that you're listening to that are positive and influential and building you up, books that you're reading through words, like, and of course, the Holy Spirit, learning to listen with your spiritual ears. And, you know, I'm listening to this song right now called Talking to Jesus. Every day I'm listening to it. And, um, I mean, you guys got to Google this. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, especially if you got kids. I mean, if it doesn't bring a tear to your eye, if it doesn't, like, stir your spirit to let you know, whoo. Talking to Jesus, you know, it's powerful. And um, I think that like it, it, it helps to drown out all the all the um, 
the fears that try to come over all of us at any juncture of time, any obstacle, any new adventure that you started, and then all of a sudden you get out of the starting block and you trip. Oh, no. You know, the it, things aren't looking like they... I planned, God, like, I don't understand. I know I know you set this vision in my heart. I know you put this passion in me, but I, I'm stumbling. Like, it doesn't look like I'm going to make it to the finish line. It doesn't make it look like I'm going to even make it halfway around the track. But you put that passion in me, and, and why isn't it easy? You know, it's almost like we, we give up because it's not easy. Well, I mean, again, I'm just talking about myself this morning and, and sharing with you guys, as, as many of you know, that we are expanding, you know, Living Well's vision to be a bigger, mo- more brighter, more powerful, influential place for people to get well, stay well, and live well through food, through detoxification, through education, and our Living Well Event Center, Detox Center, and Clinical Nutrition Center is got a building. Well, sweet, we got a building. And then, boom, COVID hits, and everything comes to a grinding halt. Oh, and don't forget, like, there's a massive learning curve, and no one can really tell you what it's like to be a parent until you see set your eyes on your own babes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, and no one can tell you what business looks like until you go into business for yourself. No one can tell you what it's like to deal deal with a suicidal child un- unless you've gone through it. Like y- like you don't really you can't really come to grips with what it takes, the grit it takes, the faith that it builds, mm-hmm. you know, to walk through the fight to stand in the gap for a spouse that's unfaithful or to stand in the gap for others when in your flesh you're like there's no way that i would i would be able to manage what that person's going through i would have quit long time ago but again when god puts the passion when god puts the vision when god sets the rock up and you are you are faithful to stand on that rock you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Isn't that good? And and I just, that's how we break the, the, the fear button is we stop focusing on the fears. We stop focusing on the rejections. We stop focusing on the situation and we start planning my your life through the storm. And all of a sudden, it's very interesting. I really believe that if we go and look at where Peter uh, was in the boat in the Bible, looking at you know that this ghost, and they were all scared on the water, and they're like, ah, ah, big storm raging all around them, and they're and they're freaking out like, oh no, we're gonna die of the storm, and then this like they see this creature, this ghost on the water, and he says, do not be afraid, do not fear, Guardy, wow. And what I believe, and Peter says, you know, Lord, if it's you, call me onto the water to be with you. Didn't he say that? And and I believe that as he was walking on the water, everywhere, every step he took, the sea calmed. Everything that he had already walked over was peaceful, still waters, except where the storm was, where the guys were. Because they were in the mix of their troubles and their challenges, mentally, physically, biochemically. And it was stormy. It was rough terrain. It, was, it didn't look good. Our outcome looked dim. We're going to get beat by these waves in this rickety old boat. Right? And yet, Peter saw, believed Jesus' voice. He heard his voice, and the Bible says we'll, he, that we, his sheep, will know our master's voice, right? And, and he called to them, I think, Lord, if it's you, call me to you so that I can walk on the water with you. And he did, and he got out on that water. He was heading towards peaceful waters because every step he took towards Jesus, he was able to progress the terrain of the storm that he was in whether it was mental, 
whether it was real, whether it was imagined, it didn't matter, right? I mean, whatever it was, it was just a circumstance. False evidence appearing real. Fear is a false evidence appearing real. What is going on around you isn't God's economy. You can walk differently if you choose to squash the fear button by raising up your level of faith through vision and putting it to paper, setting it in stone. Maybe to your point, doing these these split squats and 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 seeing if I get there, right? And and talking some of that stuff through, or for you to stay in the gym and letting people and, and and keep putting yourself in those weird positions and letting your body figure out how to push through those little fear button moments because I know you got them you get on that floor and you're you're good you're good you're good right up until you're not yeah. there's always a position where you know you're not real good and if if and you're worried about going into that position so you fear that position and oftentimes you find yourself in what position in that position in that dang position so what I started to do and this is from coaching and mentoring is putting myself in that position, starting from it, because then that will Squash hopefully fear it'll become your strength. It may become one of your strengths. And and that, guys, I believe helps us to navigate, <laughs> just navigate that for which isn't going to get you down. And then when change happens, you're able to adapt. You're able to sidestep. You're able to jump. You're able to duck. You're able to reflect with the shield of faith. Isn't it cool? Mm-hmm. Like we've got tools spiritually, and I really think it's as much of a spiritual. It is a spiritual game more than anything. I I I always talk about this triad of health. Like nutrition is the base. All life starts and stops at the cell, cellular level, and nutrition is the foundation. It's the root, right? But you are a structural being. You are a flesh and bones, ligaments, tissues, muscles, all these things, organ systems working together. You are an emotional being. There's three things, triad, boom. But that is just the the earthly flesh. It's just the earthly flesh of the, well, I remember a pastor once said, the world as we know it, the nasty now and now. You know, because this yeah. isn't paradise. Right. You know, <laughs> it is paradise. I mean, heck, we, we get to breathe. We get to live. We get to work through this life and find paradise because of our faith rising up in the king, right? In Christ. And so the the triad comes together and when it's whole our spirit is the pinnacle of the top of that pyramid. And and so if you got a crack in any of your earthly foundations, it can derail you from being stronger spiritually, but everything's about lifting up and resonating our spirit with the king. Right? And and when we walk with the king, there's no fear. There's no false evidence appearing real because we don't see those evident. We don't see that. We are able to see past the storms and see the still waters and see what the, the king of kings, the businessman of all eternity. He's got cattle on a thousand hills. You know what I mean? He, he, he's the ultimate creator of creators. And there is perfection, light, abundance that surrounds him power that surrounds him and we get to push in this life towards that and i think we get to do that through navigating the health terrain that for which is hard to see remember how many times have i said in the beginning disease any symptom pattern that you have that you were not genetically born with those are easy to fix in the beginning hard to recognize hard to see right whenever the disease strikes and it's now diagnosable it's easy to see harder to fix because it's been sitting there for so long and oftentimes what do we tend to do we fear the disease name instead of submitting it to the cross and reminding ourselves that we stand high on the rock of our salvation christ jesus right and so it's interesting to me that and I'm sure, hope somebody's getting this because I am getting it for myself, is that we are always just asked to believe for his provision, his guidance, his direction in our life. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. 
it's okay, Aaron, if you don't know how to inspect the building. And it's okay that you couldn't foresee all the troubles that you've struggled with going through this building project. It's okay that it's taken longer than you wanted it to. How many times have I sat in a church service and the preacher had vision? I remember my father. He would stand in the back of this little cool um, bay window in our uh, in our kitchen, and he would stand at the back window, and he would say, Can you see it, Aaron? I can see it. Double gables. These little, I don't know, I think they're called gables, but they were like these beautiful, like, pyramid-y triangulations and angles in the ceiling, and and the kitchen the, the, with the with our, a neon sign in our, in glass blocks around the island, and this color tile on the as the as the the countertops, and he in in the little the little breakfast area out at the tip, looking out over our swimming pool, and I'm like, Dad, I just see grass, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, No, 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 Aaron. Let me, let me look. We're gonna step up, and we're gonna step up, and it's gonna be grand. I'm going to open up these pantry doors, and we're going to be have roll-out pantries. I mean, stupid stuff. That, none of that stuff matters. All that stuff's going to burn up. Heck, we don't even live there no more, right? It doesn't matter. But he had vision, and he allowed the provision of, the, of, of God working in and through his life to be a, a man of God. He was in the prison ministries doing God's work, God's economy being fed. He was feeding into the economy of God, and God also put desires in a mechanical engineer's heart to provide better for his family than was provided for him. And he was teaching me to have vision. And I think that, like, I've sat in services, and these preachers, will they will cast vision, and it's the worst time to build, and they'll have vision. And, and that in this, 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 uh, this auditorium, this church, was built debt-free in the worst economy for provision, and my mom reminds me often. I still on my it's still on my it's all my dream board, Aaron. It's all my dream board that we're going to be under budget, and we're going to be earlier than on time. And I'm and it doesn't look like it's possible. It doesn't look like it's possible. We have hit hiccup after hiccup after hiccup after hiccup, and yet God reminds me constantly. He didn't ask me to pay for it. He just asked me to believe for it. He didn't ask me to rush towards it. He just asked me to believe for it and trust that he has a plan, that I'm on his time. I'm on his rock. I am under his care. And if that doesn't get you excited about whatever God's placed in your heart, I hope that you will allow it to sink down and percolate, and it will fire up something inside you that has maybe been left in the closet, cluttered under the fear blanket. Right. Yeah. It's the first step. You know, I think it has to be the scripture where it says, you know, write it down, make it plain, because I, there, there's probably somebody out there. You're listening right now and you're you hear that story and you're like, man, I wish I had a vision or a goal or something. And, and maybe you have those or how am I going to make it happen? I would say the first thing that you can do is is get a piece of paper and start writing down. You know, what are your top three goals? And in, in earlier, it was put in here, Dr. Chapa said that, you know, but goals in your, uh, you know, relationship with God, business goals, family goals, personal goals, health goals. And you can start writing those down and say, hey, I want to I want to gain weight. You know, I want to gain muscle. I want to lose weight. I want to be able to do the 21 day detox. I've never been able to do that before. And what are things that you can do to prepare to make sure that you can accomplish those goals? Mm. And um, that's that's the first thing I would say is to write it down. Um, I've been fortunate to to grow up in in Lamarck, Texas, and attend Abundant Life and be under the ministries here because you know I'll hear numbers that you know you know millions, whether it's dollars or speaking of people or or goals that you have. And and I was talking about that with someone last night with some stuff for the radio that that we have going on. And I'm like, I'm not scared of you know if I hear hey, it's going to take two hundred thousand dollars to do something because I know that if it's God's will. It's going to happen, and it's not my responsibility. He may use me to make a connection or something, but it's not like it's coming like, hey, use your credit card, you know, Guardy. It's not, that's not what God has asked. He's asked me to be here. I mean, even if, if I stop doing what I do today, God's already passed 
surpassed any um, idea that I had for, for myself of what I thought I was we were capable of doing here. So it's it's been been very cool. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, too often we get caught up a little bit in um, uh, that it's like somehow <laughs> there's judgment if you have faith to, to dream big. But I remember Mark Victor Hansen, you know, uh, he um, it's called Dream Bigger Than You Ever Thought You Could. And um, I think he actually changed it. The first time I think I heard it was think bigger than I than you ever thought you could. But it could have been just my my mind uh, learned it that way for some reason. Because um, I'm, I'm a very deep thinker, like thinking. Thinking is a hobby. Um, I find that thinking is the hardest thing that a person will ever do in life. And that's why, frankly, I think so few people engage in it. Um, and, 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 but it requires being encouraged by people around you to think differently and to challenge your thinking and, and to not worry whether or not you're going to be judged for thinking really big guys. There are, unfortunately to bring Jim Rohn into it. If you don't know Jim Rohn, the art of exceptional living, one of the greatest CD sets I've ever listened to. You can listen to it in your car ride commute. You can listen to it on trips. You can listen to it on an airplane. You can listen to it going to bed. I've done it all. You know what I mean? I, I've, I've played it all through the night, and he you know, talks to my subconscious. Um, and this dude would just talk about it. But he's talked about judgment. He goes, listen, people are going to take a look. They're going to look at your life. They're going to judge you. They're going to judge the way you think. They're going to judge the way you act. They're going to judge everything about you. Who cares? You keep your blinders up from the ways of the world, and you focus on Jesus. And when you do that, and you keep your foot on his rock, you run hard towards his finish line. Yeah, you're going to look a little crazy at times. You might even be the Lone Ranger that trailblazes a new movement. But you keep your blinders up and you keep pressing toward the mark that the vision for which he's put in your heart. And like you said, if you don't have vision, pray for vision. Pray for your, for your, for your mind to be expanded because that might be where it starts. It doesn't matter if you are 22, 42, 82. Start somewhere, just like the oak tree. When is the best time to plant an oak tree? 30 years ago. 30 years ago. But when's the best next time? Right now, today. Right now, today. And so we start planting that tree. And just because people blue crab you and pull you down and tell you it can't work or won't work or all the reasons, all the excuses that they try to plant in your head of doubt or the fear, <laughs> who are you going to listen to? Because if you've been diagnosed with a debilitating disease, or if you've been told you'll never have children, or if you've been told that you're stuck the way you are because you had some surgery and it debilitated you, and you accept it, hey, guess what? It, 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 then you've accepted it. And unfortunately, when you accept it, you oftentimes start the declining process. And what are you giving up to? And what are you yeah. giving up to? Like I had a fella come in yesterday and Boy, he was bent. He was not happy. He didn't want to take subs. He didn't want to change his diet. Didn't want to do all this stuff. He's willing. He's doing, you know, but he wants it easy. But we forget sometimes that we've been walking around for 45 years with a disease. We've been walking around with symptom patterns 45 years, and we want it gone in a month or two months or a year even. What are you giving up to? I mean, you're going to give up to surgery? You're going to give up to drugs? Because... I mean, those things are not allowing your body to learn, develop, and teach you mentally, physically, emotionally, biochemically how to outwit disease. I want cancer to n not even touch my carcass, Gardy. I don't want autoimmunity to ever touch my carcass even after I've left it in the dirt. I want only the good bugs to have access to this earth suit. You understand? Yes. And And so... I mean, who talks like that? Crazy people, you know, because I got vision, 125 years, fully functional in spirit, mind, and body, fully functional. Did I say it again? Fully functional, right? You've got to put it in. I don't want to just live 125 years and be decrepit and bent over, you know, had 27 surgeries on 18,000 medications and being basically kept alive on a ventilator in a half-hearted coma. I don't want that. 
You know, I want full functionality. Now, if God takes me at 100, fine. If God takes me at 108, fine. I'm not worried about the longevity because that's his business. I'm excited about the opportunity to maximize the vitality that he allows me to put into the longevity, however long the expiration date lasts, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so if we have vision of what we want our life to look like after we've done built it health-wise, and when fear grips us, when all your friends around you's cancer's coming back, when all the people around you are having this disease and that disease, and you are seemingly skating by without those, or maybe you're not skating by, maybe, hopefully, if you're through Living Well Clinical Nutrition's education, you're intentionally driving your immune system to a supercharged level where when disease steps into your presence, you obliterate it through radiant power of the Holy Spirit, of the joy of the great physician working in and through your veins and bones and arteries and tissues. There's no disease that can set in a body. You can be fully functional. You know, your limitations, I got plenty of limitations, and I can focus on those limitations or I can be excited about overpowering those limitations physically, mentally, emotionally. And Lord knows there's times when I, you know, need to hear this message. And I just have seen this week, this weekend, quite a bit of fear uh, around me. Uh, I've got my own fears um, that have gripped me. And and some of what kind of sparked all this is, you know, an old friend that went to uh, singles ministry um, with us as a um, when before my wife and I were even dating, we were at this thing together, but we were friends, but we weren't dating. Uh, we saw that he posted some, you know, I'd say negative stuff about his faith, and that kind of hope not sounded like he was questioning his faith. And 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 then my wife found this online, and it says, you know. And I don't think this just relates to this group of people, um, but it says some millennials resent the church because their parents were good at church, but not good at life. They struggled attending a place that consumed their parents' time, but never transformed their private life. And I live and breathe by the scripture. I pray it often, pray it more than often. Uh, Psalm 139 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Find any offensive way in me and prune me and develop me in the way everlasting. I believe that a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. It's not living well's job or goal to convince you that our way is right. It's our job to present to you options and you to then choose. It's your life, your health, your choice. And, but I do believe that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Peace Giver, the Director, the gift of Christ back to us when He ascended into the heavens, is our transformer. The Holy Spirit transforms us and convicts us and molds us into a better human, a better mom, a better dad, a better friend, a better lover, a better business owner. And when the world says you got to do it this way, you can choose, no, I can do it God's way and trust God's economy through faith. I can put my um, trust in the Lord even in my lack of understanding, feeding my faith, squashing the fear. And so I wanted to leave that with you guys today to you know be encouraged because— Fear is all around us, and it's up to you how you're going to navigate it. And John Maxwell, in a book that he wrote called Today Matters, says, uh, when people are insecure, give them confidence. When uh, people want to feel special, sincerely compliment them, which means you have to pay attention. You know what I mean? you got to look around. Uh, When people desire a better tomorrow, show them hope through your life action, through your life plan, judged or not, but you will be judged. (laughs) People uh, who need to be understood lend a listening ear 
and listen. People uh, are selfish at times. Speak to their needs first. Recognize that most of us want to hear ourselves talk. Why do you think I'm on the radio? <laughs> you know, we're all selfish, right? I mean, it's just, let's just own it. You know, we all think what we say is important, and we want a 1,000 viewers and 10,000 subscribers and all this stuff. I mean, all the dreams, right? Cast the vision. Trust that, it, that even when you only got 10, even when you only got one, because it's worth it for that one starfish that you might encourage today. Uh, people get emotionally low, encourage them, and lift them up. People want to be associated with success, so help them win. It's not what you can get from your job. It's what can you do in that job that makes a difference for not just yourself, not just for the company, but your, your colleagues in all aspects. Bloom where you're planted and be casting vision for the next chapter and never settle for where you're at. Compete to be better than that person from yesterday and recognize who you're feeding. The fear that's always lurking in the shadows trying to distract you and knock you off your horse or put your blinders up and see Christ and know that you're heading towards the still waters. You're, you're heading towards eating with the enemies around you at peace. And so at Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center, we just want to encourage you this morning. We want to bless you this morning. We want to give you an opportunity to just know where your help comes from. And first and foremost, we say Christ. Best multivitamin I got in my practice. And anytime you call our office, anytime that you walk across that threshold, you can rest assured whether you're a believer or not, you've been prayed for and that your healing journey has begun and that your adventure of health, wellness, and finding out what you're really made of through choosing to walk past the donut, walking past the garbage of processed food and garbage drugs and, and potential surgeries, don't quit on yourself. Like Keep pushing forward even when it's hard, even when it seems like you don't understand. I, I've always and truly believe that if you stick with it long enough, you will get where you want to be. And that is the exciting part of what we get to see every day is what we, what we call daily miracles. So be encouraged. Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center, we're excited for you all that are tuned in, and we look forward to you continuing to subscribe and share this message of hope, this positivity, and what we're doing here at KHE Radio. We're just excited that we have a platform where we can just join forces with other people that are making a difference in our community. So God bless you all today. This is KGA Radio 99.5 FM. Go subscribe to the Living Well podcast. Just search Just Live Well. All right, so 